0: My name is John Bradbury, and this is the Understanding Your Identity and Purpose podcast. Welcome everyone. This is episode 12, Manifestation. Before we get into today's episode, I'm really excited about something. I want to share it with you. The podcast now has the ability... Uh, the functionality where you can support it directly, when you go in the show notes of whatever you're listening, Apple Podcast or the podcast app or Spotify or whatever, when you go to the bottom of the show notes, there's a link where you can support the podcast. Now, we don't have any sponsors, um, and that allows me the freedom to say whatever... I feel like needs to be said and so the way that this the way that you could support this podcast and um, allow it to continue in this format is to donate or to actually buy one of the books that I've written and go through it and that allows us to Devote the kind of time to this that needs to be devoted so that it, we can do it at a high level. So if you're interested in that, there, there is no obligation, there's no pressure. The podcast will always be free, but it just gives you the opportunity to say, Hey, I believe in what you're doing, thank you, or here, let me pay it forward and help somebody else understand their spiritual identity, understand their calling, understand their purpose in life, find meaning and the things that we talk about on here. So if you've benefited at all from these episodes or you think that somebody else would benefit from them, you know, go down there and and leave any dollar amount it it doesn't matter. It could be one dollar or a thousand. you know it it's whatever you have. it's no pressure, there's no obligation. It's just an opportunity if you feel like this is something valuable for you or for somebody else. And another way you can support it is just by sharing it, just by telling people about it, rating it on. Apple Podcast, or leaving a review, or just directly, you know, sharing the link to somebody and saying, hey, this would be something you might be, you might benefit from. All right, so thank you in advance for whoever does that, I really appreciate it, uh, I'm super excited to see people listening from all over the world, the Philippines and South America, and in the UK and Africa, uh, oh, that makes me so excited! And so, I just want you to, uh, you know, if you if you have got even one little nugget that has helped you understand something, please share it with somebody else and and get the word out. All right, manifestation. Now, a lot of Christians, I think, are leery about these kind of subjects. They think of it as New Age. And I just want to take it back by describing what I mean from the Scripture because it is an incredibly valuable way to understand life. And it is not a new age concept it's a biblical concept at least the way i'm describing it and so i don't want you to miss out on this incredibly important way to look at life so that you can bear the most fruit you can and you know have the provision for your calling and benefit the world in the way you were designed to, the way you were called to. So what do I mean by manifestation? Here's what I mean, and I'm just using uh, some scriptural language, and you can study it on your own. I'm going to just quote a few different passages you can look up. In John 14, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, maybe my very favorite chapter, Jesus says, uh, in response to one of the disciples' question, like, how will we know you? How will we see you? But the world won't see you. Because Jesus was preparing them that he was going to die, he was going to raise from the dead, he was going to ascend into heaven, he was going to give the Holy Spirit, and there was going to be a different kind of relationship that they would operate out of from then on. And and they weren't quite understanding, well, if you're going away, how are you still here? And if we can see you, how, why can't everybody see you? And what do you mean, you know, how are we going to relate? How are we going to know each other? And Jesus says, Here's how it's going to work. If you pay attention to my words. Now, these are the words that he had already spoken to them. You know, remember the New Testament wasn't written till decades after this. But he was saying, If you pay attention to my words, now, words that I've already spoken to you, But more importantly, the words that I will speak to you. So I am going to come to you in a spiritual way. My spirit connecting to your spirit. And I'm going to reveal things to you. Now we know from the New Testament and church history and our own experience, that there's many ways that he speaks to us. Now we have the scripture, we have dreams, we have visions, we have impressions, we have promptings, we have prophetic pictures, we have other people prophesying to us, we have the inspiration from nature, we have this quiet stillness. We have desires that He puts in our heart. You know, there are just a whole bunch of ways that He will speak to us. There is even the possibility of an audible voice speaking outside. That's happened, but it's rare. There is an internal audible voice where you actually hear something in your head. There's trances. There's, there's a bunch of different ways God can speak to you. But the the main ways is, you know, when I say main, I mean the most common ways would be mental impressions and inspired scripture. So, you're reading or listening to the Bible and something jumps off the page at you, or you get a, a thought or a mental picture or a mental... uh not a picture but more like a a video of movies like a a scene in your head that didn't originate from your spirit it originated from god's spirit those are the two most common ways you know they they could be just like scripture references or a single word or a desire or an idea or whatever and That can happen on a daily basis if you're paying attention. This is why our spiritual disciplines and the secret place are so important, because it allows space for that to happen. So Jesus is saying, I'm going to talk to you. Every believer, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to give you these impressions, and I'm going to inspire this scripture in your heart. And I'm going to give you desires, and then I'm going to add to it through the body of Christ, through preaching and prophecy and other people's words, and then I'll enhance it with symbolic dreams and visions sometimes, and I may even talk to you like I talked to Moses, just talk to you. Now, again, that is rare in church history, but it does happen. And sometimes there's these radical encounters that shape your entire life. And sometimes they're very, very subtle. And it's just a thought that you didn't think that the Holy Spirit put in your head. And those are both valid. They're all valid. And they're ways that God talks to us, reveals things to us. Remember, God is a spirit. He has no form. Jesus said, nobody's seen God at any time. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, actually searches the deep things of God and then reveals them to us. And so Jesus was explaining in John 14, back to the passage, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to talk to you. You'll know it's me. Because you'll recognize my voice. Because my sheep know my voice. I'm combining some passages here. And he said, that's going to create a love in your heart. You're going to, you're going to feel connected to me. This is what love is. It's, it's the feeling of connection with another person. So much so that what is best for you is equally good for them, and what is good for them is equally good for you. So I love God. I feel connected to Him. So what honors Him benefits me, and what benefits me honors Him. It's equal. Now we can feel that for another individual or for a group or for society as a whole, or even for the planet. And so if we if we love, we feel this connection with all living things, so much so that what's good for the planet is good for me. And what's good for me is good for society. There is not a you know, choice I have to make where I am... Choosing myself over another person or, you know, I'm doing something that would benefit me, but also destroys the environment or I'm doing something that would, you know, makes me happy, but dishonors God. That's how I know I'm living for my ego if I have to make those choices. But love, that feeling of connection actually allows every decision to be a win-win where I don't have to take in order to give. I am, I am doing things that are mutually beneficial. So Jesus said, I'm going to talk to you. And if your response is love, if your response is this um, feeling of connection with me, which is the point, I want you to feel connected to God through the Holy Spirit. I will come to you. He actually says, we will come to you. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit will come to you and make our home in you. And he says, I will manifest myself to you. I will manifest myself to you. That word manifest means something close to Make known or reveal. It is the concept of something that is misunderstood becoming understood, or something that is hidden being exposed. You know, similar to, you know, say there was something in a dark room. And you turn on the light and what is in the room already becomes manifest or made known to you because of the light. So Jesus was saying, I will make myself known to you if you will pay attention to my words, keep them, value them, and love Me, love, feel the connection that I want to establish with you, feel the relationship, live from this place of connection. If you'll do that, I will make myself known to you. And if you don't do it, then I won't. So this is, he was explaining to the disciples that how he would manifest himself to some people and not to other people. Anyone that pays attention to his words, values them, keeps them, and loves him, he will respond by loving them back and making himself known to them. So that is that definition of manifestation is a biblical Concept of revealing or making yourself known. Now, I'm going to talk about another passage where Jesus is explaining how his calling, his mission to bring life into the world, and he makes this statement and it says, It is the Spirit. That brings life, the flesh profits nothing. Now, this is also in John, it's earlier, uh, I think maybe chapter six or seven. And he says, It's the spirit that brings life, the flesh profits nothing. Now, he is not saying that the flesh is bad. And we get this confused a lot. Your body is not bad. It's not evil. What he's saying is your body is neutral. Your body responds to the spirit's leadership. I'm going to go back to our model. If you've listened before, we use this uh, mental picture a lot. Your spirit is the gardener. And your body and mind, which is the same thing, your brain is a physical organ, is the garden. So what he's saying is life, the ability to produce growth, to maintain life, to know God, to produce fruit, The ability to add value, to stay at peace, to bring joy, to love, to feel connected. All that is wrapped up in that word life It is the source of living things. The spirit is the origin and the causality of life. The flesh responds to the spirit, not the other way around. The flesh responds to the spirit. So the flesh is neutral, just like a garden is neutral. If you just leave the garden alone and don't tend it, it's not bad. It will just, over time, look like its envir- the environment around it. It will look like the environment around it. So it will just become like in a social sense. You know, if you just leave your life alone and don't tend it, it will take on the characteristics of society and the culture and your time in history and your parenting, uh, the, you know, the way your parents raised you. It will just take on the environment around it. It will take on those characteristics. If you allow if you leave it untended long enough and there is trauma involved you know in a garden sense say somebody broke in and dumped a load of toxic waste on your garden and there's nobody to stop them and nobody to tend or clean up the mess what can happen is an actual evil spirit can come in and manifest its nature through your body and mind and it won't be just your your life becomes a just like the world around it. It will be more self destructive than the world around it. It will actually be worse than culture, worse than society, because you will have an an evil spirit demonstrating its nature through your life now this is where extreme addiction comes in where self-destructive behavior comes in and it is actually another spirit manifesting its nature through you you know and it ends up looking like extreme depression and suicidal thoughts and you know, addiction and and self-destructive behavior in your relationships. Um, And what is going on is you have so lived your life in an unconscious way. You have so identified yourself with the trauma and the disease and the problems in your life that your brain... Your body has been left unattended, and another spirit has is manifesting its nature through you. Now, that doesn't mean that you have lost all ability to take responsibility for your life. Now, Jesus can restore that to you. But I just want to paint the picture of what manifestation is. If your garden, your body and your brain is neutral, it is responding to whatever, whatever being is in charge of it. If there's nobody in charge of it, if it's unconscious or left unattended or unaware, it will just look like everybody else. If it's traumatized and nobody has um, made an effort to clean that up, it will look demonized. But if you have recognized that you are a soul, that you are a self, that is not just a body and a brain, but there is a spiritual entity... That is caring for it. It'll look self conscious or self aware. And there will be a measure of, like, you know, self discipline and trying to self improvement. And then there is God consciousness or God awareness. And in that sense, you and God are. Co-laboring together, like you're both walking in your garden and tending it. It is still your responsibility, but he is helping you. And your life starts to manifest his nature in addition to your nature. So his works, the love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit as well as the miracles of the Spirit, the works that Jesus did, the healing and teaching and preaching and prophesying and and casting out demons and restoring other people. Those kind of things, along with creativity and abundance, those will start to manifest through your life. So you see the different levels well your body is not bad, your flesh is not bad. It is neutral. It is it doesn't create. It responds. So Jesus said it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits nothing. It doesn't cause. It responds. So if your life is not bearing the kind of fruit that you want. It is not a flaw in your body or a flaw in your mind. The flesh, your body, and your brain, which are the same thing, is responding to your care, to your spirit's care. The love and attention and respect that you give yourself your body responds to it. Now, ultimately, if your spirit was in perfect harmony with God's spirit, and you had zero ego, and you were fully manifesting your true self along with the, the fruit of the spirit, your life would look something like Jesus'. I wouldn't be look fully like Jesus because we are not Him, but we, together, in a corporate body, in families, and churches, and businesses, and in, in governments, corporately, where we all are contributing, we would look like Jesus. We would manifest His nature in the earth. His kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. So do you understand manifestation? It is the care, the awareness, the consciousness of the gardener that causes the garden to respond. So the the care of the gardener causes the what the garden looks like. That is manifestation. Now. Let's get into how it actually happens. Jesus gives us the two keys in John fourteen: his words, our love. Now let's add a third key because he talks about it earlier, and the Holy Spirit's energy. Now, revelation and grace are the two New Testament biblical words, but you could think of them as information and energy. Or revelation and energy, or power, however you want to uh, talk about it. The the way manifestation happens is first we have to recognize that our body is just responding to our spirit. But what does that mean? here's what it means your spirit controls certain i don't know if you say control it, there is control is not a bad word if we're talking self-control and not circumstance control but i think directs might be a better word let's say your spirit directs certain aspects of you it has certain aspects that it can experience life and it could use them to tend your garden. Now first I want to talk about attention. Attention with an A. It is, you know, if you think of your spirit as pure consciousness or pure awareness, um, it your spirit is at peace. your spirit is love in the sense that it is connected to all things. It has awareness. It is awareness. I'm going to say that your spirit is awareness. Just like God is love, you are love. your spirit god is consciousness you are consciousness in the same sense that the ocean and like a bucket of ocean water are the same thing but different because one is kind of uncontained and one is contained and the similar like If you take air and then you put some of it into a room or a container or a bottle of some kind, it's the same as the air outside, but it's contained. Your spirit is made of the same things as God, but is different in that it is not whole but it is a part of the whole. I hope that makes sense. And your spirit contained in your being, we call the soul. So the soul is your unique um, spirit that comes alive and has a consciousness or awareness. Now, that being, your gardener, your spirit, has awareness. It is awareness. But it has attention. It can direct your attention where it wants to. Now, we say, Somebody's living unconsciously, it doesn't mean they have no spirit, it means they're not aware of their spirit and they have identified their self, their sense of self, with their body or their roles or their functions or their job or their disease or their their brain or their accomplishments or their goals or their defeats. Or their trauma, or something, they have identified their self with things that are not spiritual, fo- they are form. And so they ha- are living an unconscious life. It doesn't mean they have no attention, it means they cannot intentionally direct their attention. But when you become aware of yourself as a spirit being and you do not identify with these ego identifiers you know where you work who you are you know to other people what are your goals and accomplishments your roles and functions your possessions your car your house your job your diseases your dysfunctions your trauma your past your future when you When you stop identifying with those things, it sets you free to be intentional with how you direct your awareness, how you set your attention on a specific thing. You get to choose that. So your spiritual being can choose to set your attention over here for a certain time, and then judge your attention over here. It can focus your attention on whatever it chooses to. Now, that's one aspect. Now, let's set, talk about desires. Now, your spirit can receive desires from God, that are loving desires, meaning they they are wholesome. Um, they benefit everyone involved, including God and the Earth and all people. Those desires, when they are when they become fruit and they become results, they make the world better. Those are God desires. Your spirit can receive those desires and then make them your own, or align your life with them. Your spirit can also set intentions. Now this is intention, not attention. And intention is like your will or your choices. You can choose. To make God's will your will, you can align yourself with it. So when God's will becomes known to you, through God's revelation, you set your intentions to align with it. So attention, desire, intention. You also have imagination, this is your ability to uh, uh, picture something you know either a a picture or like a, a movie in your head you have the ability to imagine something in your mind that is not visibly in front of you now it can be some you can use that to worry or be anxious or fearful you can use it to be angry you can use it to set goals you get to use your imagination however you want to if you're living a conscious life. If you're not living a conscious life and you've identified with ego identity, with form, your imagination will be random. It won't be intentional. You'll be, it will, you won't be able to direct it life outside of you will be directing it. So this is why it's so important to not identify with form, but identify with your spirit man so that you can intentionally or on purpose direct your attention, your desires, your imagination, your intention or will And we could say your intellect. Now, I I use that word cautiously because I'm not talking about the facts you've memorized or the skills you've developed. Those are physical things that are very useful and important, but they are not who you are. A skill is just a habit that is formed in your brain that has become more automatic so that you don't have to try so hard to do it. Very useful habits, skills, knowledge. Very useful tools, but those are physical. Your brain is storing information and aligning it in such a way that you can do it more easily. But I'm talking about something that is not physical. It is spiritual, And it is your ability to direct attention, intention, desire, and imagination where you choose. Where you choose. Now, if you picture yourself as the gardener and your life as the garden, you are intentionally cultivating the soil how you want to. You are intentionally planting what you want when you want and as often as you want you're intentionally building fences or setting boundaries or not tearing them down you're you know expanding your garden or or setting up something so people can't you know traumatize your garden you're intentionally watering or mulching or harvesting you're you're choosing who you let in your garden who who you don't what you plant when you plant how you harvest you're getting to direct your attention your desire your imagination and your intentions how you choose that is a conscious life where a demon is not doing that for you and society or culture or or Your autopilot settings that you you learned as a kid are not doing that for you. You are partnering with God. You're spending time with Him every day in the secret place. And then you are intentionally choosing where to direct your attention, intention, desire, and imagination. Now, this is how you manifest... Things Now, I just want to say that manifestation is happening whether you know it or not, and whether you want it to happen or not. It is happening because your spirit automatically, automatically manifests into the natural. Now, we already talked about this, but this... This can be happening intentionally if you are conscious and aware, or unintentionally if you have just so identified with your body and your possessions and your ego accomplishments and all that, you've left your garden untended. But either way, it's happening. If your life looks like a bunch of weeds, (laughs) then you can be confident that no one is tending the garden. This process is still working. There's still nothing wrong with your body, and there's still nothing wrong with you, your spirit, but you are living unaware or unconscious. And so what is manifesting is manifesting unintentionally, randomly, and whatever is happening in the world around you is causing, is causing what is happening in you. I hope this makes sense. The goal is not just consciousness. It's not just awareness. It is conscious awareness that is in a relationship with the Holy Spirit the way it was designed with Adam and Eve in the garden walking with God in the cool of the day, they are responsible but they are not alone. I just want to say that again. You are never going to not be responsible for your life. But you do not have to do it alone. The Holy Spirit is can give you revelation which are ideas future like he can tell you about the future so you can align your life with it he can inspire you you motivate you um heal your heart he can comfort you he can give you business ideas relationship ideas he can give you information about other people so that you can encourage them. He can give you leadership ideas. He can he knows everything. Everything in the the field of God's kingdom, the pure potential. He knows everything, can search it all out and can reveal it to you when you need to know it. So he that is invaluable. But that's not all. He can also energize you. Now this can happen two different ways. Internally he can energize you so that you are you have like a internal desire or motivation to do the right thing. Again when I say the right thing I'm not talking about right and wrong in the law. I'm talking about the the one right action for each moment that has no downside. It is good for you, good for everybody else, good for God, and good for the planet. All. There's no compromise. There is, in every moment of your life, there is one right action. And the Holy Spirit can energize you to take that action. He can empower you to empower others or to encourage others. And so, he can come internally and give you supernatural energy and supernatural revelation. But he can also come on you, anointing you like like the picture of the king's In the Old Testament, where the oil was poured on their head, anointing them as the leader. And with that anointing came a supernatural energy or power and authority from God to help them lead. It was supernatural courage, supernatural revelation through the prophetic, through prophets, uh, supernatural energy to do more than they could do on their own. There, you know, the power to do miracles, the power to inspire people, to encourage people. Now, you are responsible, but you do not have to do this alone. You are manifesting your nature into your life already you don't have to try to do that you are already doing it but what you can do is as you become more conscious more aware and as you develop a relationship with the holy spirit you can begin to manifest better things when i say better i mean more life-giving more encouraging more creative, more abundance, more love, more joy, more peace, all of those things, the things that are God's nature. Now, God is a spirit, but, and he has no body, but he expresses himself through the creation and through his, the body of Christ or the group of people that are in relationship with him so he in a sense he has a body we are his body we are the the caretakers of the planet in relationship with god through which god expresses his nature now we each as individuals have our have a body we have a way to express our nature and we are responsible for it but what Jesus made possible is that we can share our body with the Holy Spirit so that there's two spirits expressing the nature of John, me, and the nature of God through my life at the same time. I have taken full responsibility, but I have not taken control. I've yielded that control to the Holy Spirit so that any time He wants to express His nature through me, He can. And over time, I become more like Him. I start taking on His nature. And so that even when I am acting on my own, I look like Him. I look like Him. Now, God doesn't have a body, but He does have attention just like you, you're made in, his, made in his image. He has attention. He can direct. He has desires. He has intention. And he has imagination. He has a will. He has a nature. And he can direct. He can speak. He can make his will known. And His nature is seen in creation, but it's revealed in the fruit of the Spirit. This is God's nature. He is love. He is the connector of all things. He is peace. There's no anxiety, worry, fear, nothing, no lack in Him. He is joy. That is the uh, presence, experiencing the present moment, enjoying itself. He is joy. He is patient. He is self-controlling. He is long-suffering. He is kind. He is gentle. This is his nature. And then when he reveals himself, you know, through a person, or through a book, or through a business, or through um, a government, or through a family, or whatever. When he, when somebody yields control of their life, or a group yields control, and they allow God to manifest Himself through them, what comes out is God's nature. His nature is extremely creative. Extremely abundant, extremely loving, extremely kind, extremely forgiving, and these things manifest. Now, the way you can be intentional with with, with your manifestation is first of all to become more aware or to become more conscious and the way you do that is just is a few things you stop identifying yourself with ego identifiers that means i am not my body i am not my role in the family i'm not a father or mother i'm not a son or a daughter i am not my function I am not my job. I am not my possessions. I am not my accomplishments or my goals. I am not my thoughts or my feelings. I am not form. Those things arise through me. They grow in my garden or they make up my garden. But I am the gardener. I am the spirit that directs my attention, intention, desires, and imagination. I am not my thoughts. I am the thinker of the thoughts. I am not my feelings. I am the one feeling them. I am not my opinions and judgments. I am the one experiencing life, not judging it. I become more aware through spiritual... We call them spiritual disciplines. I don't really like that word. But the, uh, you know, silence, solitude, stillness, prayer, worship, meditation, scripture, you know. We also do it through the community, or, you know, going to church, corporate worship, communion, um, love, service, giving. Fasting, the things that Jesus talks about. We do it through our creative pursuits, our work, by being fully present with either the project or the person that's in front of us. We do it through communing with nature, going out and seeing, experiencing nature the way God designed it. Uh, all of these things make us more aware. We stop identifying with temporary forms, and we start identifying with our true spiritual self. Now, that's the first way, but this, then we add to that. That's If you can think of it like when Jesus and John the Baptist came, and they said, Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand, that word repent means change the way you think, think of that as becoming more conscious or more aware. That That is your work to do to prepare yourself for Jesus, for a relationship with God through the Spirit. It is not by itself a relationship with God, It is preparing you for it. John and Jesus both came and said, prepare yourself, change the way you're thinking. You don't have to be born again. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to do anything to repent. You have the ability to change the way you think pre-relationship with God you can become more aware and more conscious yourself. But that's not enough. In order to connect with God, you have to go through Jesus, and you have to have His Spirit come and make His home in you, and you have to start paying attention to His words and receiving His desires and energy and responding by, through love. And you build a relationship, and there's some trial and error. It's very practical. You know, your flesh, your body is not bad. You are building a relationship spirit to spirit, awareness to awareness, consciousness to consciousness. You're paying attention to Him you're aligning your desires with his you're aligning your intentions with his you're using your imagination not to worry but to believe to have, to have faith for what he is showing you so that your life becomes aligned with it and over time you get better at recognizing his words you get you feel more connected with him you are anointed and your life begins to manifest your true nature alongside his nature, and things start to go well okay this does not this does not mean you will not have challenges. okay you will have challenges that never go away. this does not mean all of your circumstances will line up with what's going on inside of you. It means your fruit will line up. This is so important. We do not manifest our circumstances changing. We manifest ourselves changing. Okay? I'm, I'm not trying to get the government to change or to get my family to change or to get the world to change. I am changing myself. What I produce, which in turn, which in turn, will end up producing more intimate relationships, more abundance, more creativity, more miracles, more love, joy, and peace. I will bring life into all my situations I will bring joy and love into all my relationships, which will get a better response, but I am not controlling the other person or the circumstance. I am only taking self-control and manifesting God's nature through my life and my true nature intentionally through my life. And I am therefore creating a space and a fruitfulness that will end up most likely I'll have more money and better relationships and more influence and things like that but I am not controlling my circumstance I am controlling myself and I will still face challenges and some people especially those who are very ego driven will not like me still some people will reject me i will still have trouble problems challenges but i will i will completely change my response to those things which will in the end produce better results for me on the earth it it will produce better results for my family and those who know me and my business But the mechanism is manifestation and it is my spirit taking responsibility for my life and partnering in relationship with God so that our natures are being demonstrated through through my body and my mind and my words, my actions, my thoughts, my feelings. I hope this makes sense. This is life-changing. It seems super simple once you get it. But I just want you to take an honest assessment of your results, your physical results. What does your body look like? Are you your ideal weight? Uh, Are you fit? What does your relationships look like? uh what is your you know your abundance your finances look like what is your business look like what are you producing are you bringing life and love and joy and peace and creativity into whatever you do if you are you are manifesting that And if you are not, if you are not, it is because you have unintentionally let the world around you manifest. Like if you think of it like a garden, the birds are just dropping stuff and the wind is just blowing things in and the weeds are just coming over and you know we know that there are really no weeds there's just unintentional and intentional, but if you are producing something you don't want to produce that's you it is a clue that you are not living that you have attached your ego identity to some form and you're living an unconscious life instead of a conscious and spiritually aware life, but you can change that. And it doesn't have to be a long process. It is literally just in each moment being present, being aware, being intentional, and learning to connect with God. So I hope this helps, guys. I would love, love, love for you to share, review, rate, tell somebody about this. Um I don't know of. I'm sure there are other people, but I don't know of very many Christians that are talking about this from a biblical standpoint. But this is so important. This is the essence of the gospel. This Jesus talked about this all of the time. And he left it uh you know, for us in his word. And this is crucial. And so if this is helping you. Again, I just want to, you know, if you feel led to, at the bottom of the show notes, there's a link you can donate. You can do a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation that helps me devote the kind of time I need to to produce this. Uh, or just tell somebody about it. Just tell somebody about it. Pray for me. Help me, uh, you know, spread the word And I will see you guys next week.